If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Mark chapter 2 and reading from verse number 1. And Jesus having returned to Capernaum after some days, it was rumored about that he was in, in the house, probably Peter's. How wonderful to know that Jesus was in the house. You see, the secret of success is that Jesus needs to be in the house. The secrets of advancement is Jesus needs to be in the house. You see, if God is in the house, we are able to accelerate to the place that we need to go to because Jesus is in the house. That means the place is packed with possibilities. That any supernatural miracle, any supernatural gift can be imparted because Jesus is in the house. So when we look at Mark chapter 2, we understand that Jesus is in the house. And so because Jesus is in the house, the Bible tells us in verse number 2, and so many people gathered together, there that there was no longer room for them not even around the door he was discussing the word you know what excites me is that there are people that were gathered in this house not for a good social time but they were gathered for the discussion of the word they were gathered for the advancement of the word they were gathered for revelation they were gathered for knowledge they were gathered for wisdom they were gathered so that god could increase them and shift them to another dimension they were gathered so that the word could penetrate their hearts so that there was a release of a supernatural anointing in the midst of this house because of the word being revealed and jesus speaking the word it's so important to note that our houses must have the word of God in our houses. We must play the word of God. We must read the word of God. We must prophesy the word of God in our houses. And so in this house, the place was packed because the Bible tells us that there was no longer room because people gathered there. The place was jam-packed because people wanted to hear the word and the atmosphere obviously was pregnant with the supernatural because we find in verse number three that they, they came bringing a paralytic to him who had been picked up and was carried by four men. You find that there came four men, four people that brought a paralytic to Jesus. You know, when you think about the story, you must understand that people that you associate with can take you to your destiny. There are some people that are destiny killers. They are dream killers, but there are some people that can carry you to your destiny. Look at these four men. They had a friend. He was a paralytic. That means, you know, this man was in a situation where he was handicapped. He had some condition that restricted his ability to function physically, mentally, socially. All aspects of his life was affected by parallelism. So we find that today that he, he was on the bed. And so these men had to carry him. But how good to know that they are grace carriers. They are people that will shift you into your destiny. We remember the story when, uh, when Ananias came to Paul and the Bible tells us at that time his name was Saul and he had scales on his eyes and because of the coming of Ananias in respect of what the Holy Spirit had told him to do according to the word of God, he responded, he came and he laid his hands on uh, brother Saul and the scales fell off his eyes. We believe that supernaturally that God sends grace carriers into our lives. God sends grace carriers into our homes. God sends grace carriers to come and shift us to new dimensions and we believe in the anointing. We believe each individual person carries a, a specific anointing to shift us to new dimensions in God. Sometimes a grace carrier can carry healing. Sometimes a grace carrier can carry financial miracles. Sometimes a grace carrier can carry revelation of the word. Sometimes grace carriers can come into your life and they can shift you to new dimensions based upon what God wants to do even through that anointing. So we have different anointings. We have specific anointings to shift us, to transform us, to change us, 
and to bring us into new dimensions of what God expects for us and what God wants to do in our lives and also grant to us miracles. Now, see, these four men had a revelation of something that if we bring our paralytic friend to Jesus, Jesus will perform the supernatural and this man will be healed. You see, the day they decided to leave home and to come to the location of the house, maybe you have to go to a church, maybe you will go to somebody or whatever it may be. But these four men knew that if I am under this anointing, if I come to the place where the word of God is spoken, I can receive such a miracle that nobody can understand the possibilities when we come into the presence of God. We find now these men they picked up their friend. They probably said, listen, there is something good that is about to happen to you. I want you to know they picked him up on a mat. You know, when other people looked at him, they probably said, listen, this is a hopeless situation. There's nothing that can be done for this man. They probably left him by the wayside. Although this man had restricted abilities, he could not function. But those people had mental complications of revelation and understanding the supernatural power of God. So that's why they did not pick this man up and probably decide to take him to the house of God. What am I saying? There are people that will leave you by the wayside because they don't believe that God can perform the miraculous. There are people that will not be able to pick you up and take you to your destiny. So, because they have not been fully transformed by the word of God. So, when we look at what is happening, we believe that God is doing something extraordinary. Amen. We believe that God is doing something supernatural. We believe that God is doing something miraculous in the midst of this congregation. So, when we come to this congregation and we look at the house we find that it is jam-packed you see the place will only be packed where Jesus Christ is moving and where there is a supernatural miracle of God occurring so when they could not get in to the place in front of Jesus because of the throng they dug through the roof above him and when they had scooped out the opening and let down the thickly padded quilt or mat upon which the paralyzed man lay let me say this they could not get in through the house because of the throng the Bible tells us the place was densely packed. There was a large crowd of people that filled the place. So what we see here is that many people were restricting them from getting to where they want to be. So when you think carefully about this, there are certain barriers set up for you not to go to where God wants you to go. There are certain barriers set up for you to not advance to the place where God wants you to advance to. There are certain barriers that the enemy will bring in your way. So these four men didn't care about barriers. There were barriers, there were throngs of people that were packing the place. But they said, we are going to push through this crowd. We are going to push through demonic spirits. We are going to push through demonic assignments. We are going to push through satanic powers. We are going to push through evil powers. We are going to push through every barrier. But we are going to get this man to Jesus. Tell yourself tonight. I'm coming to the place. Where God wants me to be. Where I will be located. By the supernatural power of God. So when we look at the situation, the Bible tells us that these four men opened up the roof. When they opened up the roof, they let the paralyzed man down before Jesus. May somebody open up the roof tonight. Come on. When you pray, may the roof open.
When you pray, may something shift. When you pray, may something break. May you pray, may a wall fall flat. When you pray, may something take place in your life that will take you to another level. I'm not interested about the crowd that is before you. I've come to tell you that we need to push past the crowd. We need to push past the barriers. We need to push past the wall because we serve in a mighty God. And today we find there were four people that were determined to push in the physical dimension, in the natural. But today I'm looking for people that can push in the spirit, that can say in the name of Jesus, I'm going to push something in the realm of the spirit. Tonight something's going to change for me. Something's going to take place. I don't care what the doctor might have said and we respect the doctors. What we are saying is that I care about what God can do for me. And I know if he did it for me before, he can do it for me again. I've come to push past the crowd. I've come to push past my circumstances. I've come to push past every barrier in the mighty powerful name of Jesus. We need to push. You find here, they decided we cannot get to Jesus. We're going to open up the roof. We can open up the roof with our praises. You see, when Jesus saw their faith in verse number 5, their confidence in God through him, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. You and put away, that is the penalty is remitted and the sense of guilt is removed and you are made upright and in right standing with God. Look at that. When Jesus saw them, he said, listen, your, I saw your faith. I saw your confidence in God. I saw your trust in me. I saw your belief system. I saw your expectation. I saw what you already thought in your mind. You see, God sees your faith today. God sees what's in your heart. You see, when these four men decided to come over, the Bible tells us that they knew that Jesus will heal their friend. They expected the supernatural. Are you listening to us today or are you in this place expecting the supernatural? Are you expecting the same Jesus that is the same yesterday, that is the same today, that is the same forever to show up and do something supernatural in your life? You see, these men had revelation. What am I saying? They already had their mindset on God performing a miracle. When you're watching television, what are you thinking when you're watching? What are you expecting from God when you're watching television? What are you expecting from God when you're watching this program? Are you expecting God to touch you? These men had a great expectation that God, you're going to touch me. God, you're going to heal me. God, you're going to do something for my friend. Come on, there's some people in this place. I want you to raise your expectation levels. I want you to start believing God for the miraculous. What is paralyzing you? What is keeping you in bondage? What is keeping you at a place where you can't get your breakthrough? Well, today in the mighty name of Jesus, I prophesy that your breakthrough is on its way. I prophesy that your breakthrough is on its way. Come on. I want you to get around some friends that are positive. I want you to get around some people that are positive thinkers, that are positive people that can speak into your life, that can release a word in your spirit, that can release an anointing in your life because I'm, I don't want you to be around negative people. Come on. Because here was a paralyzed man. His mind was messed up. He didn't have any functions in his body. Even mentally he could have been wrecked up. But he was around positive people. And people said to him that hey, if we get you to Jesus, something miraculous can take place. I don't know who I'm talking to today. But somebody is going to get a supernatural miracle in this place. If you have an expectation, can somebody give God a praise? There's a miracle coming your way. We sing that song, there's a miracle in this place. There's a miracle in this place. I don't care what your problem may be. No matter how hard your problem may be. No matter what your circumstance may be. Your miracle is here for you. 
because Jesus is here. Wherever Jesus is, the atmosphere of pregnant and miracles. People have to know this. Wherever the Lord shows up, miracles can take place. Signs and wonders can take place. And so these men had faith and confidence in the Most High God. And so Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. I wash you in the blood. Listen, he had not gone to the cross yet, but he knew there is power in the name of Jesus to forgive sins. And so he said, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there in verse number 6, holding a dialogue with themselves as a question in their hearts. Why does this man talk like this? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins, remove guilt, remit the penalty, and bestow righteousness instead, except God alone? You see, these people were in the place to reason. The Bible tells us that when Jesus was operating in the supernatural, and others were getting excited about the word, these people were dialoguing. They were discussing and questioning and reasoning. There are many people that can be under the anointing where Jesus is and question and reason. Their hearts were not right. So what they were doing? They were questioning the move of God. You see, one thing, when God moves, people don't understand it. They will question the move of God. You see, they were speaking their own language. They said, why is this man blaspheming? Who can forgive sins but God alone? You see, they were, uh, their hearts were not on the altar of God. Now I want you to imagine this crowd of people. They never believed in the supernatural. They never believed in the miraculous. They never believed that God can do the extraordinary. They never saw the anointing on Jesus' life. But what were they doing? They were just there to question, to debate, to argue, to, to allow their, their thoughts to be expressed and their unfavorable opinions to be expressed. They were in the place, they were in the room, but they were criticizing what God was saying. There are many people in the world today that will criticize what God is doing. You see, you need to discern, you need to have a revelation of who you are serving and what God can do for you. Today we cannot allow ourselves to be influenced by the enemy or wrong people that think wrongly and deceptively and cunningly about what God is doing. We have to stand up in this generation and be counted for the kingdom of God. Sometimes there's a price to pay, but you have to do what God wants you to do. You see, here was Jesus in the midst of these people, yet they criticized him, yet they condemned him, yet all of those things, but Jesus still stood up and performed the miraculous. He preached the word and allowed the power of God to flow in the house. You are going to get critics. You are going to get challenges. You are going to get double-minded people come your way to influence you and try to change your thinking. But in the name of Jesus, you are going to rise up because you're going to stay focused on the word of God. So these people who were critics could have received a supernatural miracle. But because their hearts were not right, they were not going to get any miracle from the Most High God. What am I saying? When you think right, when you connect with the anointing, when you connect with Jesus, you can get a miracle. You can get a miracle you never thought you can get. You can get an unexpected business deal you never even think about. It can come from you whether nationally, internationally, it will come supernaturally and locate you. You'll be thinking, how is it done? But because you connected to Jesus, God has done something supernatural for your life. Because you connected to Jesus, God has done something miraculous for your life. You can get a healing and when you go back to the doctor, you won't know what happened. Why? Because you are expecting God to heal you and you're expecting God to touch you. You see, many people are not expecting anything from God and how will they get and receive from God? You can be in the place but your mind has caused limitations for what God wants to do in your life. So what happens? When you are mentally limited, you can be physically okay but mentally paralyzed. There are many people that don't have faith and confidence in God. Why? Because physically, they're okay. 
but mentally paralyzed. So these men were here. Here was a physical condition and here was a mental condition. In the same house, there were people who were mentally paralyzed and debating. There was a man coming down who was physically paralyzed. And Jesus is about to manifest a supernatural miracle. Jesus is about to do something extraordinary. In the midst of a house, there is a double-mindedness and a double standard. And people with different types of thinkings and thought patterns. He said, listen, there are people in this place that are pregnant with confidence in God. Are you pregnant with confidence in God? Are you believing God for something supernatural? You see, Jesus asked the question, which is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven and put away or to say rise up your sleeping pad or mat and start walking about and keep on walking. Look at it. There were two groups of people. They were debating with Jesus. Why did you tell him your sins are forgiven? And then they were saying isn't it easier to say Jesus asked you take, arise, take up your mat and walk. You see Jesus did something supernatural which they did not understand. Jesus dealt with his spiritual condition first. He said your sins are forgiven. He needed his soul more than him to receive the miracle. He needed his soul to be in right standing with God. He needed him to be, to be transformed and for his sins to be forgiven. For him then to receive a supernatural miracle. May somebody watching us have your sins forgiven. May you be washed in the blood today. May you be spiritually prepared for the supernatural. May you be prepared for the miraculous. Because when God dealt with his spiritual condition, he set him up for the supernatural miraculous condition of healing. Today, God wants to deal with your spiritual condition. Before he can deal with your physical condition. He's interested in your soul. He's interested in your thinking. No matter who says what about your life, what Jesus says about your life is final. No matter what the doctor says, no matter what anybody says, what Jesus says about your life is final. He demonstrated his power and authority. Why do I say this? There were people that were doubters. There were people that were reasoning. You see, there were people that were debating. Jesus was discussing the word. Others were debating the word. There are people that can be found in the church that can be debating the word. That can be discussing and picking on certain aspects of the word. And there are other people that are just coming into the flow of God's anointing. They're jumping into the flow of the power. They're jumping into the flow of miracles. They're jumping into the flow of the supernatural. And so there will always be debaters, no matter where you go. There will be people that are opinionated. But today God wants your ideology and thought pattern to conform to the word of God. To come in line with the revelation of God. To come in line with the wisdom of God. So when you look at this verse, Jesus told this man, arise, pick up and carry your, your mat and go home. The same mat that carried him in. The same burden that he slept on that place for so many years. I don't know how many years. But today, God made the burden so light that he was able to carry it and walk. It became nothing.
I prophesy to somebody that the burdens that you were carrying is going to be nothing. Because the same bed that was carrying you, you will carry it and it will become light. God wants to carry your burdens. He is your burden bearer. He can take away your problems. He can take away your challenges. He can take away your sins. He can wash you white as snow. He can give you the supernatural victory. I've come to speak to people that have been paralyzed financially. People that have been paralyzed spiritually. People that have been going through hard time in their life. Today in the name of Jesus, if God could give that man a miracle, I declare today that your miracle is on its way. That your miracle is here today. If you believe Jesus, can you shout amen? Because when you begin to believe God, God will do the supernatural. God will do the miraculous. And today as you believe God for your miracle, something good is about to happen to you.